Okay, let's get started with our discussion of Parshas B'Shalach, Tavshin Ayin Aleph, Shabbos Shira, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Last year we discussed a little bit about the Hawachig issues that come up Shabbos Shira, um, with the throwing out of the of the uh, bread that some have the minhag of doing based on the Medrash. But we'll start off today with a uh, thought from the Norma Libelach, famous um, pasuk that we say every morning. Yisrael, or at least it's referring to the the uh, Yashir that uh, we say every morning, it's describing. So the Bnei Yisrael walked on the dry land Besochayam. The dry land Besochayam says Reveli Melech. Source number one. Bnei Adam mispaalim rak asher him roim nisim gluyim. We are affected. We realize God when we see open miracles. Einem We don't always realize. As we've said many times, nature is really continuous miracles. Really looking around life. We should be amazed at every moment that we see a sunrise and every time we see a cloud and nature should, should blow us away and yet we're so used to it. So, you know, we, we, we're not mispiled from it. Only when we see the open miracle do we start to understand even through the natural world of nature. As we've said in various times, Mother Nature that we see does have a father. And amazing miracles happen every day, even though we are used to it. As we've spoken about in many contexts, it says Rav Noam Elimelech. Maybe it's alluded to in our pasuk. Zeh Shamer Torah, Bnei Yisrael, Kivan Sheroni's Goli Kazeh, Shaholchu Bayam Kal Hayabasha. Once they saw Kriyas Yamsuf, they came to the ultimate recognition. Kiholchu Bayabasha B'Sochayam. When they're walking on the Yabasha, there's no difference between Yabasha and Tochayam. It's Yabasha. You know what? It's, it's just like Tochayam. The fact that we could get up in the morning. We walk on dry land. But they recognize that there's no difference between that and Al Hayam, and therefore they have to have Akara of Akarish Baruch Hu's involvement in every area of their life, even in the natural realm. Okay, that gets the ball rolling for tonight. And now we go back to the beginning of the parsha. You know, the parsha of Ayyubashalach Paros Ha'am doesn't lead that, Kaddish Baruch didn't lead them straight out. Vayasi Velokimas Ha'am Derech HaMidbar Yamsuf, Hashem takes them around to the Midbar. Vachamushim Alu Bnei Yisrael. And they went out Chamushim. Rashi quotes the different Pshatim. What does Chamushim mean? Does it mean armed? Does it mean one-fifth? Because many died in Makas Choshech. We've spoken about that in the past from the Ber Yosef. Pasuk Yotas. Vayikach Moshe Es Asmos Yosef Imo. Moshe takes Yosef's bones with him because he, Yosef, made Bnei Yisrael swear, Yosef, the first Sheva to die, he made the other Shvatim swear to him and their children that they won't leave his bones there. Hashem will redeem you, and you will take my bones up with you, with you, that's an allusion Rashi quotes to the other Shvatim as well. We're taken up, and that's how, just a little while from here, the, uh, at least they say, that Dunn is buried. Just a couple minutes up the road. Reading the Pasuk asks for Moshe, 
seems to undermine the chashivas of what Moshe Rabbeinu did. We know there are midrashim that talk about Moshe Rabbeinu's godless, while all the rest of Bnei Yisrael were focusing on the riches that were lapping up at the Kriyas Yamsuf, but that Moshe Rabbeinu was being osek and Atzmos Yosef, he was focusing on mitzvahs, they were focusing on riches. And yet if we read the Torah Shebech what does the Torah say? Moshe takes Yosef's bones with him. Why? Because he swore. As if, oh, well, what choice did he have? He takes his bones. He had a shvua to fulfill. As if to say, if there was no shvua, Moshe wouldn't have done this. What, then he would have been, when gathering all the riches with, with the rest of Bnei Yisrael? It's the emphasis. The Torah even gives a reason. Moshe took the bones. What can Moshe do? He had to fulfill the shvua. That's not what the Moshe Rabbeinu, the message from the Pasuk that Chazal had. Ask through Moshe. Source number two. Lichora nimsa. Shemaktin mitzvah Moshe. Bozeh. Sounds like it's minimizing Moshe Rabbeinu's mitzvah. Kivon dahaya muchrach likachatz Mosav. Because he was forced to take the bones. She below zeh lo yachulat sezim mitzrayim. He didn't have a choice. The Yimkain, Lama Mefurish, the Mishnah of Sota, the Mishnah of Sota tells us, Shemitzad Mitzvah Zu, Zocha Shenikbar, the Hakadosh Baruch Hu Baatzmo. Moshe Rabbeinu was Zochet to get buried by Hakadosh Baruch Hu himself. Lo Yada Ishes Kfuraso, the Pasuk says in in Zosa Bracha. Hashem buried him. So you see, this act was amazing. It's unbelievable what Moshe did. And yet the Torah Shabbat says, Oh yeah, he did it because he swore he had to do it. So what exactly is the message? There must be something deeper in the Pasuk. Says of Moshe, we're misunderstanding, or there's a deeper understanding of this Pasik. Aval Hanacholani is daiti. Really, the Pasik is dealing with a different problem. Sheno Saint Tom Al Shazacha Yosef, Sheyis Asik Bo Moshe Lavado. Ask the opposite question. Why was Yosef Zochad that the greatest leader in the history of the Jewish people was Osek in burying him? Why that? The Havade Lochash Chas Vashalam Yosef as Yisrael Shloyaskubo. Wasn't Yosef didn't specifically say Moshe? He wasn't Choshe that that Bereisha wouldn't be Yosef. The Yukfuye Tova Chas Vashalam, and after everything Yosef did for them, that they wouldn't do anything for him. Uka the first big Gemara so it's like the Gemara tells us. The Yisrael Loi Masaskim Loi Lavda Moshe Amosha Asu Lachar as Yisrael. They he wasn't worried. Im Cain. So the Pasik is really dealing with the following problem. Lama Hutzrach Lahashbiyam. Why did Yosef have to make them swear? Take my bones up, okay. Why did he make them swear? Doesn't trust them. So what's the what was the point of that Shvua? Avam Avinu. Yeah, he has to make Eliezer swear. Eliezer, he want he was an Eved, he wanted his daughter. Okay, so you have to take a Shvua. He's there's a real Shad there. But why? What was the chashad here? Says Ramosha, Alav Hayazem Itzad, She Yosef Baanvesanuso Hayaseira Lo Chashiv Klal Shatzricham Lahakal Tova Badze. Yosef didn't think he was owed anything. In his pure humility, why was I sent to Mitzrayim? Because I got a spark. Why to send me here to fulfill the divine plan to set up shop before my brothers come, so they could have a place to be. Oh yeah, they. I was see. I gave them food. No, Yosef didn't take any credit. Yosef realized he was just a pawn. He was just part of the part of the larger scheme. Right, he was sent there to support the rest of the nation. That was the goal. 
they have to they have to say thank you to me? No, I did exactly what Hashem wanted me to do. I'm a nothing. I'm just stam a person. So Yosef didn't think of himself as so chashev. So Mamela, he's like, why would Bnei Yisrael be Yosef in me? He didn't think he was such a gavra that Bnei Yisrael would care for him, and that's why he made him uh, swear. Not because he didn't think they were trustworthy, but he didn't think anything of himself. And that's why, no, you swear to me, because, I, I don't know, I'm just a stama, stama guy. So I need you to swear. And that's exactly why Moshe Rabbeinu did it. So how do you read the Pasuk? Vayikach Moshe. It's Asmos Yosef Imo. Key, because, what's that answering? Why was Moshe the one that did it? That's it. He's not just giving an exa- a reason why Moshe did it. Why did Moshe alone, why, did, why was Yosef Zoha to have Moshe? Because he swore, which reflected his anivus. It reflected that he didn't hold himself in such high regard. And therefore, he... Um, he made them swear. Again, maybe this was a maturation process that Yosef went through because earlier in history, Chazal say, Masal Sabasairo, and he was focused more on himself, maybe by the dreams originally. But at this point of his life, according to Rav Moshe, he had matured that he did not think anything of it. So Yosef, and now Rav Moshe, interesting when he's saying this part. He's a fascinating ha'ara. Maybe Moshe, the Anav Mikal Adam, his Rebbe in Anava was Yosef. Maybe that's who he got it from. What does he mean he took the Atmos Yosef? He took the Atmos of Yosef. He took Yosef's essence with him. He went obviously beyond the Rebbe. And this was the time of his Gavlus. That's why Moshe was Osek. The Yim Kane, and therefore, what do you see from here? Adaraba. Nizgado Misvaso Shomoshe, Shaasak Batadik Kamoso. Moshe Rabbeinu, it was like a schar. What a tzaddik, and Moshe Rabbeinu was zoche. So it's not minimizing Moshe's actions, it's saying the godless of Moshe's actions. Lochain Zacha, she is asik, well, Akadish Baruchu Ba'atzmo. And that ultimately led to Akadish Baruchu. So the Anava of Yosef led to Moshe's being Osek. The Anava of Moshe led to Akadish Baruchu's being Osek. Nimsa, Shebekrazem, Mazbir, Shegadluso, Shelha Adam, Eno, Haikar, Mashahu, Nanimu, Mushpami, Manu. Not only is the godless of a person meant, uh, measured by what people directly get from them, why was Moshe Osik and Yosef? Not because Yosef supported them and helped them get through life. That's not why. It's Dafka because of who he was, not because of what he did. Who he was was a, a humble person, somebody who did not hold himself in any high regard, and in that way he was Osik. So it's uh, just Siata the Shmaya that Moshe Rabbi Moshe. Most of this thought about Moshe's Anava was said by one of the great um, Anava, um, Baalei Anava in our generation, Rav Moshe, who they say, 
got a guy asked the family if it was true that they said they wanted to ride on his kever, as it says in the Rambam's kever, Mimosha and Moshe, Lokam Kamosha, Mimosha and Moshe and Moshe, Lokam Kamosha, but they said he wouldn't, they wouldn't let him. Again, I don't know the veracity of that story, but it's a good story to tell over. Anyway, but it was, Rabbi Moshe was, uh, was a tremendous, uh, tremendously humble person. Okay. That gets us. Let's continue now. Pesach tells us, as we know, B'nai Yisrael are in the desert. Hashem tells Moshe to tell B'nai Yisrael to camp out at Piachiros to throw off Paro. Pesach Gimel, Paro says that they are confused, they are Navoch, and they are stuck in the desert. Pesach Hey, Vayuga Lamelech Mitzrayim Kivarach Ha'am. It is told to the king of Egypt. Paro is told that the nation has, has run away. All of a sudden, Paro forgets the ten makos, forgets losing his oldest child, and forgets the fear of death that he himself had not too long ago, a couple of days ago. And not only Paro, Avadav. Everybody's heart all of a sudden. What do we do? Unbelievable. What do we do? What happened in this plastic? It was told that they ran away, what they didn't know. Oh, did you hear? The B'nai Yisrael left. It was in the newspaper. They woke up and they saw, they read the paper. They saw, they heard, they left. When I went to sleep, what are you talking about? They, they ran him out of town. It was told that they ran away. He knew they ran away. Question one. Question two, how did that lead to the second half of the Pasuk? The fact that they ran away, all of a sudden his heart was changed. We have to go chase after them. What exactly is, how do we understand this Pasuk? Pshuto shal mikra. How do we understand the Pasuk? Says the hadrash v'ha'iyun. Are you lewin? Misha Ozev, source three. Misha Ozev, makom Anybody ever moves? Anybody ever travels and changes um, home? He nezed darko laasos mikodem bimetinos ubesumleiv kolha chanot hanuchusol hataka. Whenever we move, there's months and months of preparation time. We plan out every detail to the best of our abilities. It's still crazy and nuts, right? When we when it happens, but we plan out as much as we can. We, when are we going to pack? When are we going to buy? What are we going to get there? Everything is planned out to the last detail. What's the best way to go? What's the best? What's the best flight to take? What's the best road to take? What time? When is the, you're going to get stuck in traffic when you're doing a long a long trip? So all these details are, are taken into account. Got to take food along. Snacks. Where are we going to stop? No place to stop. You got to take all the food along. Right, you do this because you don't want to get stuck on the road. You want to have everything you need on the way. So we prepare. We plan it out. We have an itinerary. How long it's going to take. We pack the, we pack the freezer bags. That's on the one hand. As if somebody is leaving on their own volition. But if somebody leaves out of distress, if somebody has to leave because there's a tsara and you got a you know, evacuation, there's no time. 
Which way should we evacuate? No, you evacuate. You have an evacuation. You, you, you leave. Okay, whatever we could get on our, we're running out. Okay, whatever we could grab, grab a, grab a cereal box. Anything, just grab something. I don't have time to make sandwiches. Just leave. From the fact that if we see somebody leave in the second type of way, we see them leave quickly, haraya, that they're not so misudar, and they're not so, okay, I'm going to that place. And they didn't plan it out. And they didn't expect it to happen. It wasn't something that they were looking forward to. We can imagine... It must be something crazy that just happened right that moment. And there was fear and trepidation. That's why I'm not going to focus. I'm not going to be slow and deliberate. I'm just going to run out. Maybe he's a fugitive. Just let me out, let me out, let me out. So once we view somebody, we can tell how they... How they left. Are they going as mentioned, calm, perfect, slowly, deliberate? Or are they rushing out because they're scared of something? So now we come to the Pasuk. After all the Makkahs, one would have thought that B'nai Yisrael would have had Chavos prepared. Baruch Hu says, you know what, tonight's the night. Stay home, stay home, and tomorrow night we're leaving. You know, what else were they supposed to do all night? They were eating the Quran Pesach. They already shechted it this afternoon. So bake a little bit. What, they, they didn't think about it before? And they knew they were out of here. They knew they were leaving. So why didn't they prepare for it? They didn't have any preparations. What's the way to the place where we're going? They didn't take maps. Right? They didn't, they didn't map quest it. But no, they didn't. Rock the help. How they leave? Quickly. Quickly. They didn't, they might have left as a nation, but it was still quickly without any provisions. No provisions. So that gives the impression of running away. They didn't even leave their, their bread to rise. They didn't go in order. And all of a sudden, Paro, maybe he realized this, but it didn't sink in until all of a sudden he hears that they're, they're walking in circles in the desert. They're going backwards. They're lost. They're, they're not clear where they're going. They didn't take any provisions. You know what this tells Paro? They left type two. They didn't leave type one. Type two means they ran away. They were scared. They were nervous. It wasn't a musudar following God in Paro's view. What does the Pazak say? But you go about Mitzrayim, ki barachaam. They ran away. Barach means the second type of moving. Klomar. Shiluga losha ba'esha yasi yasami Mitzrayim. Lo yasam b'chosek ruach. They didn't leave as with heads held high and calmly and in and in perfect uh, in perfect formation. Rakaderech abarach and shiruach ratavasam. It was something scared. They ran away. And once that happens, he heard ki barach. So what happens? The next words? That's why his heart changed. By I thought their God was taking them out. Misudar, I believe they believe they believe in their God. 
שאין הפירוש שנהפך לבא פרו על עם ישראל. רק אל העם סובב על העם של פרו. היינו המצרים והכוונה. What does that mean? Yes, the Egyptians were pushing B'nai Yisrael to leave. But now Paro is really upset that he did that. He's upset at his, his own people. Once you saw how they were leaving, why didn't you realize there was something fishy here? Their own Am. Why didn't we, we get it? Right when they were leaving. Skip a couple of lines. 23. We should have realized they weren't Musadar. It must be they were just like scared and we should just be calm and not have let them out. That's what Paru thinks about all the events. But in reality, he was wrong. In reality, says the Hadrash Vahayun, they left without provision as part of the divine plan. They, that was a reflection of Emunah. That was a reflection of a divine power that could care for two million people even without taking it. Ulam Paro Taba, Zeline 28. They had, right, that was the mistake that Paro made. Paro thought he was upset about his own people. But says the Hadrash Ba'ir, no, he, he, he took the wrong message out of, out of the story. That's exactly what Akadosh Baruch Hu wanted him to fall into the trap to be able to bring him to Kriyas Yamsuf. Good. Paragyodalid, Pasaklamadalf. Moving right along. As we get closer and closer to Kriyas Yamsuf and these exciting parshios, the Pasak right before, we say it every morning. B'nai Yisrael saw the great hand that Hashem, what Hashem did in Egypt, Vayiru Omas Hashem, Vayaminu Bashem, Uva Moshe Avdo. They believed in God, Uva Moshe Avdo. Two points on this Pasuk. Vayiru Ha'omas Hashem. A Gemara that we've quoted many, many times, but a Hosafa now. An added dimension to the Gemara. The Gemara in Psachim, Daf Kuchav Beis, and in Baba Kama as well, it's quoted in Kamosi Shalarav, it's verse number five. The Gemara of Shimon Hamsuni, or Nehemiah Hamsuni, depending on which Gemara it is, which version, the great Tana who darshaned every S in the Torah to teach us something. Every S in the Torah teaches us to include something. And he darshaned every S until he came to as Hashem Elokechatira. Fear God. So Nehemiah Hamsuni says, I don't know what to darshan for this S. S Hashem Elokecha. You can't add on anything to God. So when he got to that S, later in the Torah, he threw away his doctoral thesis. He threw it away. I must, if I can't figure this S out, it must be that you're not supposed to darshan any S. I must be wrong. So he threw it all out. His Talmidim say to him, third line, Amrlo Talmidav, Kol Esim Shadarashta Matahei Aleyhen. What about your life's work? So Amr Lahem, he says to them, Kishem Shekibalti Zchar Aladrisha, Kach Animakabal Zchar Aladrisha. No, I got schar for darshaning, I'll get schar for throwing it away. I am committed to MS. And if this is MS, I'm ready to throw it all away. Fine. Until this Talmud Rabbi Akiva came along and said, Oh, I can darshan something. Not only are you supposed to fear God, you're supposed to fear the Talmud Rabbi who are, uh, have a special niche 
Fine, that's the story we spoke about in the past. What did Rabbi Akiva know that the Rebbe didn't know? Good. Asks the Marsha on that Gemara. Why did Nehemiah Hamsuni, why was he able to dash in every ass in the Torah all the way till Esa Shemal which is much later in the Torah? Why did he get stuck on our Pasik? What does our Pasik say? So, why did he get stuck there? There's an S Hashem earlier in the Torah. It's the Marsha's Kasha. So the Marsha, he quotes the Marsha here, he quotes the, he quotes the, the, uh, Maharashmi Prague. Lama lo pirshin absunikfar, bekashari gila pasikzeh, mariba me oso es, vitirate, shakani shlomo the rabbo shame elokim. Okay, he quotes an answer. But there's another answer given, he quotes here from the Toldos Yitzchak. As follows, turning over the page. It's a simple difference between at Hashem and this Pasik. Our Pasik is just telling a story. That Pasik is giving a command, is giving it Sivui. Kan Pasik Shalafanenu, Lomadubar Bitsivui. There's no command here. El Basipur Dvarim. Hatorah Misaperis Lanusha, Bede Yisrael Yarume Hashem. The Torah tells us that Bede Yisrael feared Hashem. And therefore, Nuchal Rabosha Yerugami Moshe Ba'aron Veshevi Levi Vizikle Yisrael. It's possible Nechemi Yabtoni himself knew that you could include Tamidich HaChamim, great personalities, in the word S. So if it's a story, Mestama, that's what they fear too. After all, he quotes, the end of Kisisa, what does it say? They couldn't even look at Moshe Rabbeinu. Because later on, he had the Karan Arpanov. But still, the idea of fearing something isn't totally out of, out of the realm of possibility. So, when it's telling a story, you could say the S includes Talmud Echachamim. But it's Hashem Lokachatira, Lu'umatzos, Medubar Betzivoy, to command Lira Mimishu Zulas HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a Metzios, people fear people. That's, that's, that's a, a reality. But as a mitzvah, a mitzvah to fear somebody, or at least to be in awe of somebody, outside of God, who says that's allowed? That was his problem. As Zos lo yada shemen ham suni lidrosh. Atzarabi Kiva came along, and Darshan did as well. But that is just a ha'ara. How is it that Nechemiah Suni got through this one, and not through the next one? Good. But a little larger thought now on this Pasuk as well. And that is... From Rav Asher Weiss. One of the more famous questions asked on Shira Sayam, on Az Yashir, is why is it that B'nai Yisrael only sung Shira now, why not earlier? Right? Why didn't, why didn't they, well, you see, Mitzrayim wasn't good enough. Makas Bechoros. Lo Yechrez Kel Vashono. That wasn't good enough. Dams Fadei Akinamar of all the Makas. Why did they say Shira earlier? So that is... One question, which he does not ask, but he asks the less well-known question, and that is, why didn't they also sing Shira after Kabbalah Satorah? Why did they say, you see, let's try Okay, the process wasn't finished yet. What about Kabbalah Satorah? That was, that was the ultimate. That was the finishing of the process. 50 days later. So where's the Shira? What, they already said it? They can think of another song. Enough songs. Why didn't they sing Shira by Kabbalah Satorah? And that's the Arachayim HaKadosh's question, he quotes. 
Kfar Tama Arachayim HaKadosh. Source number seven. This is in the Sichos, the Minchas Asher volume on Sichos. Matam lo shoru Yisrael al tachlis yudam anitzchi al taraso. Asher nasalem chukav asher hodiyam. Such a, our gift. Hei taraseinu chazos hakol li tachlis abriyah v'nitzchi is kiyuma. Right, that's, after we got the Torah, now we know the world is going to continue to exist. Right, Rashi quotes in Parshish Barashas, Yom Hashishi. What's Hashishi? The sixth day, the sixth day of Sivan. The world is in limbo. The world is, is not set until B'nai Israel accept the Torah on Shishi B'Sivah. And after that, finished. So that deserves Shira. Why did they say Shira then? Bevadai hashlamash al-Khanesis Yisrael batluyah madul al-Shor Yisrael Shira achar ma'an Torah. Says of Rashi Weiss, a thought that borders on halacha and hashkafa at the same time. Unique type of thought. Ela Torah senu atzma shirahi. Kisvu lachem asashira hazos. Ve'ein omrim shira al shira. Torah itself is called a song. And you don't say a song about a song. What's his mashal? Ein omrim, kvosha omru, ein bevarchen, berchaz amitzos, amitzos asesho berchaz amazon, she bevarchen bracha al bracha. Halachically, you don't, we don't make a birchas hamitzvah on benching. Right? Benching is mitzvah say daraisa. So before we bench, we should say, Barak adash elokin abachalama, shekin ishadab, bimisosab, zibadal, alarak alamazar. Barak adash elokin abachalama, alarak alamazar. Right? We think it's strange, but why don't we? It's a mitzvah. So we should make a birchas hamitzvah before then. The answer is, you don't make a bracha on a mitzvah that is itself a mitzvah. Or, the way the Nesivis says it in his Agadah, Rav Shechter loves to quote this, Nesivis, quotes it various times, you don't make a bracha on a mitzvah that is a bracha, or a mitzvah that's done in the context of a bracha. For example, you don't make a bracha on Sibri Yitzis Mitzrayim, because it's done in the context of Kiddush, and, and um, Benching, and, and Hallel. You don't make a bracha on, on Kriyashma, because it's done in the context of Seder Abrachas. The summary shown him said originally we didn't make a bracha on Tekiah Shofar because it was only done in the context of, of Shmon Asrei. Many examples that we don't make a bracha on a mitzvah that's done in the context of, of uh, or it's done in the context of a mitzvah or itself is a, the context of a bracha or itself is a bracha. According to the Ramban, saying birchas Torah every day is a birchas mitzvah. Is, it is a mitzvah. Why don't we say a birchas mitzvah on that bracha? It doesn't make sense. But the answer is, that's the Yisro. You don't make a bracha on a bracha. Says the Rosh Hashanah, you don't make a shira on a shira. Torah is a shira. Torah is a song. So you don't sing a song about a song. What does it mean that Torah is a song? Torah seinu akadosha shiras chayav shel yehudihi. Torah is a song. It means that it's not just something that we do, an obligation that we fulfill, but it's our life. Oske Torah, when you see something beautiful, when you see act, p- people fulfilling their tafkid and, and living a, a meaningful, content-filled life, that's a shira, that's a song. It's a song for ourselves. Oske Torah, hashogim ba'avasa, shiras chayeyim, shiras ha-Torah, living by the Torah. It's exactly what, what life's about. It's not just, just doing the prate pratim, but living a life getting close to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's a shira, that's a song. And he says, Venira, Bazel says, he says, with this idea, this element of Torah, not just being a chiv of Talmud Torah, and learning Torah, but living Torah, which is what he calls Shira, he says, he thinks that's the pshat, the deeper idea of a Gemara in Megillah. The Gemara there is 
discussing the story in Sefer Yehoshua, where you have the angel of God talking to Yehoshua. And the conversation goes as follows, line 11. He comes to Yeshua and says, Yeshua, what are you doing? There's two problems that you have, you are, you are culpable of. Two issues. You didn't bring the carbon tamid and you're not learning Torah. What are you doing? Which one is the serious issue? Tosfus asks, Pshon betosfus, Shizu ha'isa she'el ato Yoshua Yoshua, halanu ata imletzarenu, that was the Lashon of the, of the Navi, halanu ata, what does that mean? Hainu Torah, because Torah is Torah, Torah tziva lanu Moshe, halanu ata is a reference to Torah, is it coming for the Bittal Torah? And the Malach answers, ata basi. What's ata? The ata kizvu l'chem es hashira hazos. I'm coming for the Torah, I'm not coming for the Tamid. That's the Gemara and that's Tosas of Shat. Asks Rav Asher why is Yeshla Tamua line sixteen? Madua Yehoshua Ramaz Lupasik Torah Tzivalanu Hamisyaches L'Sasam Torah. Why did Yehoshua, according to Tosfos, pick the pasuk to ask the Malach about the pasuk of Torah Tzivalanu, and the Malach picked the pasuk Kisvu Lachem Esashira Hazos at the end of the Torah, which has to do with writing the Sefer Torah, not learning it. So why did those two psukim specifically picked? Says Rav Asher Weiss, according to my idea, it means as follows. They were on the battlefield now. Yoshua, they were on the battlefield. They had a head for learning. They were busy fighting Mechamos Hashem. They came into Eretz Yisrael. They had a head, they had a chiv of Talmud Torah. Of course not. They were also a mitzvah. Elo de be'emes peturim ayim Talmud Torah. B'sha'as b'chemes mitzvah. To call mitzvah she'esha la'asos ha'idea cherim. Docha Talmud Torah. They didn't have to learn now. They were busy. They were in the tanks. They have to rest a little bit to have enough strength for tomorrow. So Yoshua asks, Hashem and Moshe commands us to do it, but we're, we're kind of putter. That's what he was alluding to with that, why dafka halanuata, according to that pasik. What does the Malach say? No, no, I know you're putter, but that's not what I'm asking. That's not the issue here. Shamalach Hashem Tobea Halua Torah Shirahi Velorak Mitzvah. It's a Shira. And Shira isn't just something that you have to do, it's something that's natural, that's overflowing our connection to Akadish Barahu. Umahusa Shira Shi Bokas min Alev Baatsma. Umis Paretas below Uza. I can't stop. I can't stop with my connection to Hashem and the learning. That's what the Malach was telling Yeshua Binu, and that's what was lacking at that time in history. So says Rav Asher Weiss, they didn't say Shira after they got the Torah because you don't say Shira on a Shira. One other related yet separate idea, another idea in the Achronim why Torah is called a Shira. The idea is from the Torah Tamima. Torah Tamima is safer on, on Siddur called the Baruch Sha'amar. Page number eight, source number eight. He has another pshat why Torah is called a Shira. Which is why they didn't say Shira when they got the Torah. As follows. The Gemara says in Mesechas Erevin, There are multiple truths in Halacha. All other sciences, they have one truth. Two plus two is only four. If you mix two different colors, it causes a specific color. All of a sudden in Torah, Mutter, Aser, Tamei, Tahar, Chayim, Zakai, 
without giving a separate shear on that right now. But everybody says. So what does that mean? They're all different, all different ways. How could you say mutter and I say usher? Says the Torah Tamima. Torah is a song. What does that mean? Torah is a song. Think of it, says the Torah Tamima, as a symphony. The Hisbarti line 10. You have a whole orchestra. You have an orchestra with a tuba and with a violin and with a clarinet and with a trombone and with oh, the, the French horn, with everything. If you listen to any one of those instruments by itself, it sounds like nothing. It might even sound bad. An oboe. You might even sound like, what is that sound? Such a strange, it grates if you listen to one. But if you're lacking one from the orchestra, something's lacking. And an expert will be able to hear what is lacking. And when it's all together, it makes a beautiful symphony. Every sound is different. One goes up, one goes down. A thick sound, a a deep sound. One sounds like a lion. One sounds like a bird chirping. If, you, if nobody is, is used to an orchestra, they'll say they're being so to each other. They're self-contradictory. Why do you have a, a high sound and a low sound? Give me a high, give me a low. What are you giving both? How does that work? But if somebody is really educated in the area, they know that. Ya'an ki min hastiros hakolos ozen. Through the contradictory sounds comes out a beautiful and sweet sound to the ear. The kachuba Torah, that's the shira of Torah. All the different aspects, all the different opinions in Torah. You get an ultimate true sound like the Maharal gives the mushal elsewhere. The Maharal says, if I ask you what, it, what makes a tree grow, and one person says water, and one person says the sun, and one person says the soil, who's right? They're all right. And through all of the answers, a complete picture is gotten about what makes a tree grow. So too with Torah, Asr, Mutter, every, every posek, Every opinion quoted is something that adds to our understanding of the concept, and that's the Shira of Torah. And ain't Omrim Shira al Shira, according to Rav Asher Weiss, we don't say Shira on a Shira. Okay. So, B'nai Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, Singles Yashir, by the way, we're supposed to feel. The the uh, Farshim explained every morning when we say Az Yashir, we're supposed to feel like we're looking out onto the Mitzrayim, lapping up at the at the Yamsuf, so at least if we get one five millionth of that feeling, at least to have a little come on every day, like, okay, let me try to imagine. I saw this amazing miracle, Az Yashir. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to feel every day. Halavai, we should even try to come close. After Az Yashir, we come, Hashem makes the water sweet, and now we start the Parsha of the Mon. Parsha of the Mon, Perak Tezayin, Pasik Dalid. I'm going to make it rain bread every day. 
from heaven, and every day the Jews, the nation, will go out to gather, to test them. This man is going to test them. Are they following my Torah or not? The question that almost every Mepharish asks is, what kind of test was this? If I got, if I got bread from heaven, that's such a test. That's great. Right? No, no shopping. Right? No preparing, no cooking. Let's go outside. It's delivered. It's free delivery. You don't even have to call up. Free delivery. And you don't even have to like, you know what? I, I'm in the mood for pizza today. Hmm. And they say, I'm in the mood. You don't even have to cook, prepare. Just think. Whatever you want. Big post game shy talk about the shaila. Am I allowed to think fleshics of the milchiks? Is it Basabakalov? If it really what is Mon? Was Mon Parv? Just tasted it? It was fake cheese. Right? What well, what how do we look at Mon? Either way, but it was great. What kind of Nisayan is that? It's a great Nisayan to have the to have the Mon. Two ideas. Two ideas. First is from Yonas and Ibishitz. I gave it to you from the Torah Ladas, the source of my nine, even though I just saw yesterday in the shul a whole set of Tiferes Yonas and Allah Torah. Yonas and Ibishitz. So to try to get the set Ba'atzma. But here you have it from Torah Ladas, source nine. What was the Nisayin? So Rav Yonatan Ibishitz maybe says a thought that is really the challenge of our generation. Maybe he says the thought that's the challenge. Every door has to figure out what tafkid they have. Maybe what he says is the challenge of our door. The Hizber of Yonatan Ibishitz. So is the way of Torah. Eat bread with salt and measured water. A little bit of water. In other words, even if you have everything, you have to be ready to sacrifice for Torah as if, doesn't mean we only have to eat bread, but be ready to commit to Torah as if you only had bread. You gotta be mavater. Even if, if you have a lot, we have to commit. Imkain, therefore, the man had everything. There was nothing lacking. But now, Akadish Baruch wants us, says, I'm giving you everything. You're gonna serve me? To call Tam Shadam Bikesh Lutos Lutom Hayamargish Baman. Mikal Mako Mishabemas Hashkanafsha Batora Bikesh Lahargish Rakas Tam Pasta Melach Vazehaya Nisoyan Shalahem. Little different. His focus is that I want to give you everything I want to see. If you take the enjoyment as enjoyment, do you still stay focused on the Pasta Melach Tochal? I'm reading into it a little bit. But uh, you could you could take that thought and go a little bit, stretch it as follows. I'm giving you everything. Let's see if you still stay focused and committed to me. As one of the Amoram once said, there's a tremendous Nisayan called Oni, called poverty. But it's an even greater Nisayan called Osher. And that's having everything. Because when we don't have, of course we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a Chisarin. That's when we all dive in with Kavana. When we, don't, we feel we don't have something. The greater time and the greater test for us for anybody, is when they have everything and they still turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because they realize everything is it's all up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And maybe our generation is like the Mon generation because there's, there was, has not been came out any other generation in history that has been given so much 
whether it's by the other nations of the world, by Baruch Hu, we have so much, we have so much time. Right? Everything is very fast. Right? Imagine, think about all the hours we've saved of not having to go down to the river to take a shower, not having to know, travel. So many hours. Is our generation better off than the generation that lived in the times of Rahman al-Islan, terrible tragedies, thousand years ago, and the Crusades, and the... Do we get more accomplished because we don't have people breathing down our neck? This is this is this is our challenge. This pasuk right here. I'm going to give you everything. Are you going to get focused on the man? Like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi just says, are you going to focus? Are you going to want it to taste like all the gashmias? Are you going to want it to focus on I'm going to use it in order to serve you, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you for giving me so much. Let me use it for mitzvos. That's the challenge of our generation. The generation of the Ochle Haman, Halavai. We should be called like the other generation of the Ochle Haman. But that's point number one. The challenge of Ashirus. The challenge of, of having, of affluence. That's the challenge of our generation. Are we still focused as if we didn't have the affluence? That's number one. The second idea said by many Mepharshim, and it can really be based on a Gemara Mesechah's Yuma. The challenge of the man wasn't that it came every day and it tasted like anything we wanted. But the challenge of the man was when I finished supper, there was nothing in the cupboard. When I finished supper, I didn't know what I was going to serve my kids for breakfast. That was the challenge of the man. The aspect of bitachon. The aspect of there's no retirement fund here. There's no savings. It's all about what's in front of us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to give you exactly what you need. Not less and not more. The Mara tells us in Masechah's Yuma, Dafayin Vav, the Talmidim of Rabbi Yoshim Mayachai asked him, Mibnei Malo Yard Lanli Yisrael Mon Pamachas Bashana. Why didn't the Mon fall once a year? Well, once a year. And Hashem could have made a Nathan it didn't rot. Instead, he felt, what? Why? Why did it just once? Wouldn't it be easier for Hashem? You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, take your Mon. I'll see you in a year. Amr Lahem says Rashbi, I'm Sholachem Mashal. Let me give you a mashal. What did this be compared? A king who has an only son. He gave him an allowance once a year. He came to see his father once a year. He got his allowance once a year. That's it. says, Sonny, this year is different. I'm giving you a little bit every day. So he came to see his father every day. All the Jews, they had four or five kids. Imagine. Imagine. It's unbelievable the bitachan they had to have. Ain't brera. But they had bitachan. They didn't have any food for tomorrow. There was no food. I don't know what they did if there was... I don't know when the mun rotted. Let's say somebody woke up in the middle of the night and they were hungry. I don't know exactly what, uh, if there was any midnight snacks in the desert. But whenever it was, but there, there, was, there was nothing left. Um, an amazing point of bitachon. Maybe I'm not going to have food tomorrow. I'm stuck in the middle of this desert. You know, I, would we ever be in our house, go to sleep with zero? I'll get tomorrow. But the store's going to be closed tomorrow. No. They all turned to God. That was the bitachon. That was the nisayim. So it was, you can stay focused on me and trust me that I will take care of you every day. 
Okay. Let us move on now to... Should we do the Meshachach? Meshachach also, just to mention it quickly, in Source 11, Meshachach relates to the fact that the Mun, we shouldn't think that this this idea of having direct hashgacha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of having man, and which really is everyone's parnasa throughout history, is only for the people who are on very high levels. When did the man start falling? It didn't happen after, didn't happen after Kabbalah Satoru. The man started falling when? The Pasuk says in Source 11, L'man yiruas alechem asher he'achalti yeschem b'hotzi'i yeschem me'eres Mitzrayim. Right when they left Mitzrayim. Very soon, a week later. Meaning, they, had, they were just on the 49th level of Tumah. They were pretty low, considering. They still had six weeks to get ready for Shavuos. And yet, Hashem already gave them on, meaning, the message for us is the Meshachachma. Ha'inyan ki ha'adam al yachshov. Don't think, ki emas yushkach bifrat v'dei parnasos When will Hashem support me and take me, <coughs> have a special parnasa package for me? When I'm very high up, then I'll try. No, no, no. The mun fell right when they left Mitzrayim. It was very early. Doesn't matter what level a person's on. They have that recognition. Kodesh Baruch was with them right away. Okay, two final thoughts for the night. One. So the mun is described. If you look in the Sukkim, so they have the whole story of the mun. And it'll fall double, and Moshe, and Moshe, you go out in the morning, and it had worms. The chulu, the chulu, 30, 30 psukim or so, and they didn't listen. Lechem Mishnah, the source, all the way at the end. Pasik, Perakhtezayin, Pasik, Lamed Aleph. Vayikru Beis Yisrael, Lashmo, Mon. But Israel called it Mon. Vahu Kizera Gad Lavan, it was like a white coriander seed. Vitaimo Kesapichas Bidvash. And it tastes like hot, it was sweet, sweet tasting. So we spoke in past years, why was it called Mun? It shouldn't be called Ma, not Mun. So, okay, not for now. They called it Mun. Vayomer Moshe, Zeadav HaShetziv HaShem. This is what HaShem told me. Malo Homer, Mimenu Lomishmeres. Put this away, put this in the jar. It's going to be next to the Luchos for generations to see. Ask the Maral Diskin. Get 40 psukim about the Mun. Why does it only describe it all the way at the end? It should describe it at the beginning. When we, first, when we were first introduced to the Mun. So you should say, this is what the man looked like. No, we have the whole story about the man, and all the way, the second to last Pasik, it says, this is what the man looked like, right before the Pasik of Moshe, oh, put this away for the next generations. Why, why exactly is it delayed? Maral Diskin, Source 12. Yish l'daktik, madua lohodia tarasenu akadosha, me'echus v'tovas haman, tekifu miyad. Eitzel, the beginning. V'tashach v'asatav, v'nei apnei amidbar, dak b'chuzpas, dak ha'kvar l'aretz, shoma v'lelikasev, v'ukizera galavon. V'lamahim t'nakasev, why? Dafka to the end, as if the Torah wanted to juxtapose this description with the fact that Moshe said, put it away for generations. That's the impression you get. Says the Maharal Disk. Look at Rashi for a minute. Rashi says on Piku Kizra Galavan, it's like white coriander seed, Eshef Shemo Kaliandri, Vizera Shalo Agul Veedolavan. Coriander seed is really not white, it's round. It's, it's like coriander in that it's round, but it's not white. Bahaman Hayalavan, the man was white. Veedo Nimshal Zera God, Elalin, you know, eagle. Kizera Gat Shahaya, Kizera Gat Hayabu Lavan. So you have to read it, Kizera God, 
Kama Lavan. It was like a coriander seed in Latin, it was round, but it was also white, but coriander seeds aren't white. In other words, this was a quote-unquote freak of nature. This seed, it doesn't exist, it's not true. You don't have white coriander seeds that are round. Says the Maharal Diskin, the Navi tells us that later on in history, when the Bnei Yisrael complain, where are we going to get our Parnassah from? Where are we going to have Bitachon from? Yirmiyahu Navi takes out the flask of Bun and says, remember guys, two million Jews, 40 years. Remember that? Lest anyone say that Yirmiyahu put this in there yesterday. And he's saying, look, Hashem made the Mun a quote-unquote freak of nature, white coriander seed, so that forevermore everybody will know that this came from God and this is what he used to be Mephanis B'nai Yisrael in the desert. That's why the Pasuk is only written later, right before the Pasuk where Moshe says, keep it for generations, to be a Mishmeres, so everyone realizes what I did. was worried. When he leaves it to be a mishmeres, chashash skipping, ula yechachashu v'yomru sheker hadover. Maybe they'll say it's all a made-up lie. Vazerahu nasan yirmiyo ba'atzmo yirmiyo put it in. That's why he made it this unusual color, and you have the shape, and in that way it is a mishmeres. And because it's this shape and this color, that is how it functions as a, as a proper as a proper mishmeres. That's why the pasuk is delayed. Finally, one final point for the night. Finishing up with a Chafetz Chaim. Getting back to the Shira. Try to think about, let's try to think about this as we have uh, Tefillah. We say this in Davening every morning. But yeah, Yisrael say, Dola, but Yisrael saw the great hand. Again, very well-known question. What exactly did they see at Kriyas Yamsuf that they hadn't seen earlier? Yes, it was an amazing feat, but they didn't see Yara Gadol and Mitzrayim. They didn't see all the Makas. They didn't see. They didn't see it. So says the Chafetz Chaim, a very deep and maybe comforting thought to all of us, and that is Jewish history cannot be looked at in short term and cannot be looked at as it's happening. Jewish history is a long term retrospective religion history. And it can only be understood looking back at large portions of history. It's like what happened to the Jews throughout history. I'm sorry, but the truth is, We can't see it. for example, big son Seresh. They said they wanted the king, the, the assassination attempt, Mordechai. If you look at any parak, any part of the story, you don't see Yad Hashem. It's only, as we know, when we see the entire story overall. He couldn't sleep every little bit. 
Same thing with Yitzhak Mitzrayim. They might not have realized what was happening when it was happening. Yeah, it was the Makos. It was unbelievable punishments on the Mitzrayim. But it was still hard for them to realize the godless of it. All the way at the end. Going down to Mitzrayim. Yosef, 210, Makos. Until Kriyas Yamsuf, when it was finally all over. Finally, they were all killed. Finally, now, then, we say that every morning we should think about history unfolds slowly, and we always have to have a long view. And Rahman al whenever any difficult event occurs, to realize, it's only for later in history to understand. We can't understand why things are happening. We just have to do or do our best in the with the right the finite aspects of, of who we are and deal with it as best as we can. So we should all be be zocha to be able to have that wide lens vision. And we should be uh, zocha to see nisim nisim and sing sing another shira. We didn't sing it on on Kabbalah Torah, but Hashem, we will sing shira one more time. Hopefully, one more time. Hopefully at the uh, Bias Hamashiach.